0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well as it turns out this will be the valentine's day episode i don't know if i'll release it on valentine's day because everybody's going to be at home crying you know it's a a bad idea to like release an episode like right on a holiday assuming they're not going to listen because it is a holiday i'll have to think about it maybe we drop it early maybe we just leave it on time which will be a day later but hey i was looking up the history of valentine's day and as it turns out there's a roman god named faunus there was a fertility festival, of all things, on February 15th called Lupercalia. Hmm. Yeah, Lupercalia. It was a little bit bloody, hmm. so we won't go into that. Pets, Interesting. sacrifices, hmm. whatever. And then I was like, well, what's the deal with St. Valentine? Look that up. There's was like three <laughs> martyrs all called St. Valentine. But during the, I don't know, Roman Emperor Claudius II, there was a dude in jail, and he wrote to the daughter of his jailer, signed, you're Valentine. Uh, so that's one of the stories. That was a more famous stories, but we actually have maybe a loose connection to Valentine's Day on the show because uh, before we launched our summer horror festival called Summer Slash, the inspiration actually grew out of like I don't know. I don't remember what me and Dave were doing. We we're doing a series of episodes on something else, and then we watched My Bloody Valentine, nineteen eighty one, and then after that show, we're like, hey, maybe every summer we get back together and we just do a block of these types of shows, and then. From there, it's been mayhem ever since. So that's the evolution of that, folks. That's our that's our Valentine's. And uh <sighs> off the show, I was having a conversation about like partnerships, and like there's a company and they want to do like influencer marketing or something with us. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And her the rep's name is Valentina, and then my agent was like really uh, was like frightened or, or like kind of sketched out by like, oh, but their headquarters is in Mexico City. I was like, hey, listen. Somebody named Valentina writes you an email, all right? It's such a beautiful name. If you're going to lose a kidney, it's fine. If if it's if it's being taken from someone named Valentina, I don't got a problem with that. And if, you know, we've made jokes several times, like, now sponsored by the cartel, whatever. I mean, if you watch the Ozark show, you got to money launder your money somehow. Yeah. It's a real big business. That actually seems like the American dream. Now it could be, like, a, after the show, I get audited. I get, like... <laughs> <laughs> Every agency up up my butt imaginable. It's a joke, J O K E, folks. Look it up. That's also American. I, I, I don't know how far we can put Dave. How far we can push it before the podcast gets in trouble? How far do you think we can take it?
1: I, I don't know. Do we really want to test those waters? Do you want like G-men showing up to your house, <laughs> like looking through your files?
0: Like I don't know. But if they're G-men, that's like a 1950s. Uh, there's a movie with um, what's his name? leonardo dicaprio where he's like the head of the fbi or something but back in the classic days anyway the episode's not about government agencies and conspiracies it's about home video headlines i heard uh kevin costner was gonna leave yellowstone which might make for an interesting paley fest we were we were advertising paley fest on a previous episode and i'm like they have these panels like show panels they tell you like what's gonna happen you know in the new season or whatever right I was like, it'd be really funny if they had to address the fact that Kevin Costner is going to leave the show. Anyway, that would actually be a reason to go to Paley Fest. Like, hey, go and look at the behind the scenes drama during the Q&A for Yellowstone at Paley Fest. Anyway.
1: I wonder if it's like this is one of those leverage things like he's got him on the hook right now, like through a contract deal. It's like, "Eh, I might leave it just to like pressure him for more money or something.
0: Well, the new gag or gimmick for me is like I keep posting those AI pictures on my social media. And so I, pitch, I, I pitched one as me as the cowboy, you know, as a <laughs> cowboy Johnny slides up in there, and takes over Yellowstone. And I'll tell you what, Dave, you know, I thought I was going to do this thing with the crazy sunglasses and the Hawaiian shirts and get a Donald Trump tan and go all tropical on this podcast. But then, like, there's been such a resounding uh, reaction to cowboy Johnny. I was like, maybe it's time to dust off those boots mm-hmm. and just go full cowboy. It, it's even got Jordan get up <laughs> <laughs> Oh man If I had emotions I would blush moving on Okay <laughs> Andy Samberg and Gene Smart they're going to star in a sci-fi rom-com called 42.6 years So basically he's going to get cryogenically frozen and then he's going to wake up and she and Gene Smart is supposed to be like the girlfriend that got away but you know aged out right cuz he's been frozen for 40 years
1: I'm in <laughs> <laughs> that's a great like, concept actually
0: it's like <laughs> pretty good right like yeah dude, good.
1: those two i mean gene smart with
0: a like a killer premise kind of like palm springs or something
1: yeah uh
0: yeah i'm sold on it too because she's really funny in that show where she's the comedian in las vegas hacks yeah hacks yeah jordan do you know about this show where mm-hmm. like she's trying to teach a young comedian played by actually somebody related to paul newman it's like paul newman's granddaughter
2: wow
1: I or there's Lorraine or, Newman's daughter, or is like Lorraine Newman related to Paul Newman?
0: Uh, yeah, somehow. She's part of the dynasty. Yeah. Hmm. We'll have to look Let's this up. We might here. have to post a correction, because we'll have to pull up the Paul Newman family tree on another episode.
2: Anything that could be loosely related to the plot of Futuraba, you know I'll take a look at it. So yeah. I'll watch it.
0: You know, that's maybe that's just funny if that's where they got the idea. They're like, Hey, remember of Get Your where you just woke up? It wasn't, <laughs> could be, who knows? Um, Brendan Fraser is ready to do another mummy movie. It's so funny. He's like down in the dumps, gained a bunch of weight, then lost a bunch of weight, then played a guy that was morbidly obese, might win an Oscar. And I was like, Yeah, I'll do another mummy, I'd watch another mummy. Same.
1: As long as they correct course correct the last one, I would be in. I hated the third one.
0: Well, if they're gonna go full franchise like MCU style, they could do like multiverse timelines, they could undo the Scorpion King and bring the Scorpion sure. King back. Could be him and The Rock, you know. I mean, I'd adventures. be down.
1: It's just, uh, you know, hey, they keep bringing back Indiana Jones, why not bring back? Um... His character from the mummy. Well to keep
0: going with like the love theme since it's like the end of bad romance month or whatever, the middle of it and it's Valentine's Day, like you know, he could fall in love with a mummy this time. You know? Why not? <laughs> could be a mummy mance or whatever, or wrapped up romance.
1: Yeah, but then what does that mean his wife died in the movies or
0: <laughs> uh, although
1: you did mention multiverse and so maybe Well, in Mummy Returns,
0: she almost dies because she's like a reincarnated Egyptian princess or something. You remember the plot? Yeah.
1: yeah. You remember the plot of Mummy 2, David? (laughs) Do you remember the plot? First of all, it's called The Mummy Returns, (laughs) not Mummy 2. Okay, fine.
0: We'll get technical up in here.
1: It's called The Mummy (laughs) Returns, dude.
0: That's your job. Keep the facts straight. That is actually the one thing he's here for. He had to fix his microphone before (laughs) the show. Couldn't figure out his microphone. He's here to deliver facts. There's also the rumor mill, this is for Jordan, the rumor mill is spinning right now for a live action Grinch sequel with Jim Carrey.
2: I'm here for it. I mean, we were talking about Jim Carrey's last film being Sonic, so like, let's mm. give him this, you know?
0: Yeah, better to end on a, a high note with like a live action Grinch sequel. That would be cool. One thing that, that is getting people going about it is... There's a bunch of Grinch pranks right now. Like somebody dresses as a Grinch and like steals kids Christmas presents on like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. Have you seen
1: these videos, David? I haven't seen those. Is that the same one that does like uh, somebody who dressed up like the Grinch in a yoga class? And was the like yoga screeching? class. Yeah, it's like,
0: yeah, the Grinch has adventures. He'll show up and like and freak out the little kids or steal still Christmas presents or whatever.
2: I think um, it's great. Bring back Taylor Momsen. She's got to take a break from like screamo music and rock and roll to be like an older version of Cindy Lou Who. Cause that's what she does.
0: Dang, she okay? She knows who Cindy from Whoville is. Yeah, we don't even know that actor. Obviously, like, like, she's a real fan, folks. That's why she you keep like me around, one fan. Hmm. Um, yeah, they're also saying that he wants to do a a third sequel or second sequel, or whatever. It would be like number three, official number three to Dumb and Dumber. You know? Okay. Because they just did a Dumber and Dumber sequel after a couple other people did Dumb and Dumber sequels. They went back yeah. and the original guys. Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels did Dumb and Dumber two Now they might do Dumb and Dumber again or three, or I don't know they'll call this one. Uh, Who
1: knows I'd, what they call it? I'd be down, but again, uh better. Hopefully hopefully it's better than number two. <laughs> I did not feel for the <laughs> second one. Well. And I and I'm a Jim Carrey diehard, but man, that's enough. So before
0: me. we get into tonight's movie, because it is Love Month, like I started sending a series of packages to my co-hosts, you know, appreciation, friendship, love. And then something really funny happened. Like uh I was like, okay. I sent off this rom com thing, and Jordan Savage should have her. She can unwrap it on Monday night. Dave's might be a little late, and I told Dave, hey, you should probably, you know, cut your Amazon driver out of your will. Don't be friends with that guy because Dave's packages are always late.
1: Yeah, that's the and, problem with living rural. You get stuck. And then a something happened later. during this
0: text exchange, so I'm gonna have Jordan play along with me, and we're just gonna we're gonna reenact the text, and then I'll summarize it. So my my part of the story is in red, and she's got to read all the grayed out ones. It's your turn.
2: Wait for this one.
0: Yeah, we're gonna read them all. We're gonna okay. act them out. Yeah.
2: Well, shouldn't you start because it's the red? Well, I did. Oh, I'll, all I'll my. Th- do again. Okay. I said. I said all my stuff gets here in the matter of hours. Lol, I love it. I laughed so hard at you saying that Dave got to cut that guy out of as well. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. Timer, yeah. The yeah the Amazon, Amazon driver in
0: Dave's neighborhood cut him out of the. Don't give him a Christmas card. Nothing. He <laughs> never shows up on time. I know. Respect your drivers. I get it. We're all for Amazon and their problems with Amazon. I get it. Anyway, then I asked Jordan, hey, did you watch Dream a Little Dream? Because I was one thing to center them Corys.
2: I saw the Corys. It's giving me major Lost Boy vibes already. Also, Truth Time, because you know, I love good Truth Bomb. You ready for the Truth Bomb? I don't have a Blu-ray player anymore. And Johnny Spoiler has been hooking it up with some Blu-rays for like six months
0: now. <laughs> uh, yeah, then I go, oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> because I shouldn't send Blu-rays or should I send you a Blu-ray player? Question mark, question mark, question mark.
2: I mean, you can, dot, dot, dot. I could buy one.
0: I've been sending so many Blu-rays. <laughs> I'm fucking laughing and I was, la- out, I was laughing out loud and I'll drop an F-bomb. We're trying to stay PG-13, but I'll give you one, folks, because I couldn't believe it because this is like six months... I've been sending DVDs to these guys for, like, six
2: months. I legit borrowed an Xbox to watch Possession because there's, like, no digital, like, copy of the movies. So I had to, like, borrow it from a co-worker and then I had it for, like, six straight months. And I've been sending so many movies. That's okay. I'll have a Blu-ray player again someday yeah i yep i said i felt bad possession is the only thing i would borrow it for i almost everything else i can find online
0: wow and then i said well kind of a conversation we're gonna have to have it on the pod pod worthy
2: so pod worthy i love dropping some truth bombs like me just figuring it out we're on spotify but oh, maybe boy. i'm just slow to the take sorry
0: Yeah, crack open a cold one, folks, because it's going to get emotional on this ride. Tonight's movie is called The Reflecting Skin. A troubled kid, he starts to think that his brother's girlfriend might be a vampire. He's got to do something about it. Meanwhile, this isolated community is like looking for a scapegoat because there's a bunch of child murders happening. Uh, Listen, I watched this movie after the Super Bowl. And then I was like, I don't know if my co-hosts have already watched the movie for the week yet. I should probably put a warning label on this and maybe send them a message like, hey, guys, uh, some things happen in this movie. I don't support the things that are happening, but if they happen, it might trigger some trauma. (laughs) Let's run the list. Okay, child murder, a son watches his dad commit suicide in front of him in a really crazy way by lighting himself on fire with gasoline. Three, he makes a false idol out of an aborted fetus. For half the movie, he's talking to a dead baby. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all his friends are getting killed and he knows the guys are doing it, says nothing. It's almost like he's getting groomed to be a serial killer. I don't you know. You know what I mean? Like, and this he, movie doesn't actually, it's like, you know, so we're the movies for the month are bad romances, folks. So we're looking for like twisted love affairs, whatever. Like they claim the dad had an affair with some teenage boy. And so they're going to like, Arrest him because they think he's the one killing the kids' friends. But like the kids' friends are like kind of also out there. It kind of reminds me of like there's a Irish film called The Banshees of Inisherin that's like in the in the lead for Oscars for 2023. Hmm. This this movie has a similar vibe in the sense like it's an isolated community and everything is news Mm -hmm. and everybody's in everybody's business and everybody's like a little off kilter because there's something in the water like lead. I don't know what's in their well water that they're drinking. Paint. <laughs> Who knows? But like everybody's a little bit off. Nobody can trust each other. And like, oh, there's also physical child abuse. Yeah. And at one point, the older brother who's played by Vega Mortensen, like his whole motivation as a character, it's like he comes back, scarred veteran from the war or whatever. But like he has outbursts of like uncontrollable impulsive anger. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, because he was the first kid that got beat in the house before the little brother. Right. So, yeah man
2: the list goes on I you, 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 list
1: you listen to all that stuff and yet the most horrific thing to my mind wasn't even listed which just goes to show how much horrible stuff happens in this movie traumatic stuff um it's what what not, can you can't claim it as a favorite bit but the part that scarred me the most was uh his mother like forcing him to drink water like a whole pail of water like as a punishment like Well, I don't even remember. So many things happened. I forgot what it was for, for like waking
2: up in the middle of the night or something. Yeah, he wasn't going to sleep. And so she threatened him, Do you want the water? She's like, Do you want the water?
0: Yeah, she made him drink so much water that he could feel like his bladder expanding, right? Past the point of like having the pressure to go to the bathroom. So it was actually getting painful. The only experience I've had like that is I was in a hospital for pneumonia, like, I don't know, like seven years ago or something. And they, they like, I was like, oh, they're like, they want to charge my medical insurance. So like, let's just keep putting them on fluids. And they kept changing my IVs out. And like, I'm like, I didn't need seven IVs of fluid. Mm -hmm. So at some point I felt like I was drowning, which is funny because that's what you feel like when you have really bad pneumonia. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) You feel like you're underwater. And so that's what I was thinking about when I watched that scene. But then I was like, uh, uh, That scene also triggered something else, but I was like, oh, I'm bringing my own shit. I'm bringing my own baggage to watching this movie. So I was like, from that scene on, it was like my baggage with watching this movie. So then it like influenced everything else in the movie. So then I'm like, maybe I'm overreacting and we can still review the movie. So that's the thing. I don't know if I was like, uh, like having a bias, you know what I mean? Where I was like, oh, I can't, maybe it's not as possibly as bad as I imagine." I'm just reacting to it in a certain way, you know?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I think you're right. It depends on the experience you bring to it. I mean, it had stuff in there that kind of triggered me to a small degree, but clearly affected you. I don't mean that as an insult. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's as bad as you're making it, but you know, I also don't haven't had your experience. So like, I'm not going to devalue that, but yeah, I, it's definitely, you know, I could see it triggering some people f- with different things. Like you've, you've just listed a mul- like a multitude of things and that, like scrap barely scratches the surface and everything right. Yeah, tonight this, this is a
0: mental health podcast. I don't know. What to We're yeah. <laughs> actually we're just going to review this movie and keep chugging along. Uh What are the facts for this movie, David?
1: All right, let's let's see. Um so um the direct uh, It's okay, so... if these
0: ones aren't dangerous. I was going <laughs> to say
1: the movie Jesus
0: is so dangerous, enough. they can yeah. be, be tame. Well, well, my first fact might be dangerous to the
1: environment. I don't know. You'll be the judge. So one thing you can say about this movie is it is beautiful looking. It's got very vibrant colors. So much so that I found out the director actually spray painted much of the wheat fields yellow because he preferred the look of it Hmm. versus the brownish look of natural wheat. Um,
0: Wow. See, I just thought that was nature during magic hour or something like, you know, that movie Witness where they're like, we got to catch these things. The sun comes up or the sun goes down.
1: Yeah, a good chunk of this was done at Magic Hour. Um, So despite this, this was actually a British production, um, despite an American story. Uh, The director stated um, he created what he thought would be a fabulous childlike view of what he thought America was like. So that just shows how twisted he is to think this was a a childlike view of America.
0: I have heard that. Uh, I have heard this European perspective, like, outside in, what America looks like, and they think we're all, like... uh... You know, Starbucks drinking gun-toting like mongoloids or something, you know? That were just like cave people like just like killing each other.
2: Dang, you know? that that's the most dangerous detail yet. Like, I don't know. It's wild. Um, this felt
0: like a TV movie.
1: Oh, right. Like a no. TV
0: movie of the week, like turned into channel five. The BBC presents America, an intimate <laughs> portrait.
1: Well, a lot of people would think it's far above uh, TV, uh, level, TV movie level because it was well received at Cannes, being declared a cult film be- uh, before the first screening was over. And it was so popular they had to immediately uh, put up more screenings to meet demand. Uh, Roger Ebert, famous critic, stated it reminded him of Blue Velvet and the works of David Lynch, except better. Wow, that's,
0: I, they're giving a lot of credit to this movie.
1: Um, i I half agree with uh, Roger Ebert I mean it is like David Lynch but not per se better um and this actually this movie was if anybody hasn't heard of this movie before this week like me um, that's kind of not your fault this was very hard to find uh, past the 90s as it was only released on VHS for years and only got a disc release in 2015 so this was okay like to a be very fair I heard movie for a while
0: I heard it had some dark stuff in it but I didn't think it was going to be this effective you know what I'm saying like I knew it had a bad reputation, but I didn't. Nah, know exactly a, I mean, from it everything
1: really I saw, it's actually got a pretty good reputation. I, when you were saying things like polarizing, like what do we? I'm, I, when the reviews I saw were all pretty positive.
0: No, no, not not. Okay, I'm not talking about like critical reaction to it in the film world. I'm talking about like
2: the content, the subject matter. David. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the content. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Those those were the facts. Those were the yeah. facts.
0: <laughs> all right. One second, we'll be right back with our favorite bits. Hey, beam up for the last time! Stream the final season of Star Trek: Picard out on February sixteenth, exclusively on Paramount Plus. You can try it for free by grabbing the link in the podcast show notes. Get beamed up! Anybody that knows Johnny Spoiler really well knows that I. Freaking love energy drinks and soda pop. I can't get enough of that tonic. But here's the thing, dude. I actually don't like carbonation. I prefer energy drinks with no carbonation. And surprisingly, Dubby, no carbonation. 150 milligrams of caffeine per serving. No jitters, no crash. It's got some brain food included. I don't know what they're doing with coffee fruit extract or what's going on. But they got this thing called Neurofactor. It's surprisingly good. I was like, yeah, let me order a tub. Let me see what's going on. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, boom, pop this on your podcast. We will. Use code SPOILER 10% off for Dubby. The flavor I'm I'm kicking right with right now is the Jitalist Energy Blend of Dragonade, which is like uh, dragon fruit plus like lemonade. Anyway, it's high-quality stuff, man. Uh, it's loaded with all kinds of things, vitamin C, B3, B6, B12. Um, I'm rocking this stuff this month. And uh, if you want to try it out, use code SPOILER 10% off at checkout for Dubby Energy, baby. Feel your- okay welcome back to the podcast already in progress we're gonna give you our favorite bits or just the general bits from this movie called the reflecting skin let's let's reflect on our experience with the reflecting skin
2: i was gonna say i don't we're know gonna you, here yeah i don't think you can like really say anything would be like a favorite bit but oh, yeah. i'd have to go with like the most light-hearted moment which is when seth the little boy the main character is jumping on the bed, Dolphin's bed with his friend, Kim. What little, I hate to say it, but what little shits they just like totally destroy her room and all of her belongings and her bed and like rip down the sheer curtains and stuff. And they just completely trash her room. And but now for, like, I'm
0: going to ruin this perfect moment. And then they catch her masturbating downstairs. And they do. Yeah. They do
2: do that. Yeah. But just like such a little, like, which is david's
0: favorite bit maybe (laughs) that was
2: like a (laughs) thing where like kids just walk into like their neighbors houses like through the window and just like mess stuff up but um yeah i would say like testing
0: boundaries like let's go on an adventure and see where we end up
2: yeah but like did you test boundaries by just sneaking into people's homes like that's crazy
1: I think it was a simpler time. It was the 1950s. I would People have just... to say so. <laughs> it
0: was yeah. the Midwest. We used, to, we used to jump fences to backyards to get, like, oranges out of orange trees yeah. or pomegranates from pomegranate trees. Yeah. Uh, backyards, but
2: in their bedroom? Like, what? Bedroom's
0: kind of personal, right?
2: Yeah, uh-huh. I would say so.
0: Very, very. But see, but that other kid was, like, always prompting him to get into trouble. Like, he was always, like, pushing it to, like, let's see if we can get a reaction out of our neighborhood. Uh, they're very... What do they say, like, idle hands of the devil's playthings? Isn't that like an old phrase? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The sh- that, oh. They didn't have a lot to do in the fields. Yeah, not in the middle of
2: the fields. Well, in the sheriff, too. Like, I just could not stay in the sheriff, who's just, like, attacked by so many different animals. Oh, yeah, what a
0: tripping character. A dog this, bit off his hand, a wasp took yeah. out his eye. He's yeah. Got, like, an eye patch, a fake hand.
2: It's just wild. But he says some line where he's, like... Your paw is probably out there still dripping gasoline and killing kids. I'm like, is there nobody who has like two brain cells to rub together in this community except for the brother, uh, Cameron? Uh, yeah. So and, I just, and like, even he had a few screws loose, so to say. I would say so. Yeah, definitely. So, I,
1: you know, talking about it now, this movie's kind of a movie without a real protagonist or somebody to latch onto, even the quote unquote, you know, the kid that we're supposed to. He's supposed to be our guide or, or who we latch on to. Even, as you pointed out, he's a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ripping up. Well, so it's like there's nobody okay, listen, in this though. movie to really like. You are, you're,
0: worried
2: you're worried for him. Dolphin is the one.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. She's innocent, actually. Unless she's the one that aborted the fetus. We don't know.
1: I mean, yeah. Um, yes, you're right, John. But, you are so worried for so like him if you like kid
0: is like, you are worried that it's going to end badly for him, right? Because his friends are all picked off. They're like, what is it? clearly it's you just like know it's going to build to something but like uh well i'm gonna trump on my bits now so i, I guess you gotta are you wait, hold on you i even yours? gave my bit
1: Go right. Dave. <laughs> sorry we got it. um so I, I guess mine is actually includes real bits if you really think about it and first of all let me preface this by saying i know this movie is make believe i don't condone any of the actions that happened in this movie if it happened in real life having said that the frog blowing up is pretty hilarious. It took me off guard. Again, I don't condone anybody doing that in real life. I'm not sure the fantasy. mechanics
0: of like they, they forced the frog to inflate itself and they dropped the rock yeah. on it so it exploded.
1: Yeah, they, they took a straw to blow up. I guess they stuck it up his ass is my guess. Yeah, and
2: blew it up. it up. Wow, so it like looks like you've been blowing
0: just... up frogs when you were a kid, David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just told I, us I, the I methodology. Mean... Step one, get a frog. Step two, <laughs> stick
1: a straw in its ass. Step three. Flow through the straw, flow <laughs> through the frog. Step four. Um, but yeah, it took me off guard. Like I didn't that movie. That still did not set me up for the movie that came. You think it would? Like that's probably the most graphic the movie got with all the frog guts going everywhere. But um, it gets so much weirder and kind of darker in 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 uh, its themes later. Um, the only other, fa- I mean, it's hard to say a favorite bit because or call it a favorite bit. But like this easily has to be one of the best shot movies I've seen in a while. I mean, some of the images are not going to leave me, especially the last, mm. again, it's traumatic. You think something bad's going to happen to this kid. Like I am literally saying, Oh, like, Oh, the last shot of him just crying in agony is just beautiful. But like, it really kind of was. See, I yeah.
0: actually think the movie should have ended when he manipulates the <clears throat> actual killers to take the girlfriend away in their car. Like that, it should have just, so we can assume what's going to happen. Right. Right. Because like, I mean, that's my favorite bit, actually, is, like, the real killers are lurking around in a classic, like, sedan or, like, some souped-up car, and it's always in the background, right? There's one scene where he witnesses them take one of his friends, and then that's the next victim or whatever, but it's always there. Like, at one point, they're talking to him at the gas station, and then, like, they ask the main character, Seth, if, like, he's ready to take a ride with them, and he says, no, not yet. So... That's a really strange moment in the film where you go, okay, so he knows what they're doing. He knows mm-hmm. what they're capable of. But then they're, like, offering to end his pain, and he knows he's eventually that's his eventual destiny. Or is he being groomed to put on a leather jacket, get in the back of the car, and just join the gang that's going around snatching these kids? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is he, like, a serial killer in the making? You kind of begin to wonder by the end of the movie, like, <laughs> Which way is it going to go? Eventual victim or is he going to be part of the little team? Yeah, you know?
2: man, I was grateful it didn't go on for another 30 minutes because I'm like, there has been. <laughs> like get with me out of the damn film. Every and it just got progressively worse. I'm like glad uh. it just ended with him in the fields just like screaming at the sky because. It would have See, gotten a lot more dark if there was, like, been, another 30 minutes. You've been minutes.
0: podcasting with us for, like, a year, but I'm still waiting for that text message where it's just, like, three dots, and then you don't type anything, and then it just goes three dots, three dots, three dots, three dots, three dots and then, like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, which scene was it? Was it the barn? Was it?
2: <laughs> it's funny that Robot Jocks is still the lowest I've gone, like, in oh, my man. opinion. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nothing, yeah. like... Is I'm, still so, I'm still shocked
1: of all the stuff we've watched, even in, yeah. in the time you've been here. I, we've watched far worse movies than that. I do but, know but, hey, if Jordan was t- watching
0: this on her phone at the treadmill, she wouldn't be able to explain Ooh. the aborted fetus to anybody <laughs> like
2: still wasn't able to i'm like is it like a statue i'm really
0: like it just, just say it's looked... a foreign movie oh it's a foreign movie okay it's a foreign movie all right all right yeah. i think
1: it's fair to say unless unless you know like it's rated pg or it's animated none of the movies we cover are safe for the gym <laughs> like that's that seems to be general the general
0: population really. won't be watching this movie
2: it's true yeah. i just watch with my arms over the treadmill like this like dropping <laughs> my phone so <laughs> Oh
0: man. So the ratings usually on this show, we have our own unique rating system. We go binge now, binge later, or binge never, which means you gotta watch it now. It's so exciting. We love it so much. Get to it eventually because it's kind of cool. Or don't ever watch this movie. Um you can't get your life back from it. Um but because it's Bad Romance Month and it's all love themed or relationship themed, um, it's love it, like it, or hate it. Uh I don't know if the audience can guess which way I'm gonna go. Hmm. But I feel like the, the episode's leaning a certain way. But we'll find out. We'll go to Jordan; she can kick it off.
2: Yeah, I was a like it. I would say that I liked the way that she had described losing her husband and how that could be misinterpreted as her being a vampire. But it's the only vampire thing in the whole movie, so that was a little misleading. I was hoping for some fangs and some blood being drawn. Um, I wouldn't really rush to go watch it, but it was still like a. Really, really good, super depressing film to watch. So <laughs> what about you, Dave? What would you rate it?
1: I, you know, I've actually watched this movie one and a half times um, just because there, there's, so much, there's so much going on in this movie and, and not all of it is surface level. Yes, there's a basic plot. We can give you A to B to C. Uh, but there's just a lot of deeper things going on that I don't know if I fully comprehend. But I was leaning on just liking it and so I watched it uh, the ha- second half again. And I love this movie. This I would have never I've never even heard of this movie before this week is like a lost gem. Um, it's not for everybody. I So I'm saying love it. If you like weird kind of out there stuff like the first time I watched this, I wasn't sure it was either leaning towards campy or melodrama. And I don't know. It It found a weird middle place between campy and melodrama. But I don't know. It worked for me. It's it's definitely different.
0: I think it fits into the subgenre of Southern Gothic.
1: It, it definitely like, does. That is something that the director said he was going for. I, I didn't bring that up in the facts, but yeah, it's you kind of hit the nail on the head. That so that's what the director was going for. So I guess mission accomplished.
0: Well, <laughs> and it points to that hole that Jordan was hoping would be filled by a real vampire like that.
1: But but talking about movie it now, type
0: thing. But I think it's fulfilled by the Southern Gothic, like,
1: uh, right. Archetype. So like Jordan, I can kind of agree with you. Like you were expecting real fangs and, mm-hmm. but like through this discussion, I, I kind of, my opinion is forming of like, I don't know about you guys, but like everybody has like a legend or lore. Like I had, there was a lady that lived up the street who was weird <laughs> and she was the wit like everybody like, Oh yeah, that's the witch lady. Like, no, that's, mm-hmm. that's the witch. Like, well, this is
0: where the movie fails then because they didn't explore her, how, how weird she is to everybody else. You know what I mean? They spent a lot of time on the dad's background.
2: They yeah, spent a I'm lot true. of time with
0: the kid, and like how he was perceiving reality, how it was like kind of skewed. Uh, but they didn't really make her like the weird crone, like you're saying. You know, not too much,
2: right? I mean, Only a
1: amongst the little, little boys. You know, they thought she was a vampire. I mean, there's that that weird kid curiosity or that kid belief of like if two things are out of place and you can't explain it you're a kid like we haven't even talked about the weird
0: twins that talk like the dead bird that they have they must it must have been their pet bird that either was killed or died and they're just squawking at the kid as they walk by anyway it's a weird movie folks and uh i'm actually i guess i'm gonna be
1: the only one that says i hate it um
0: i feel like if you want to sleep at night don't watch the movie that's what Mm -hmm. that's where that's where i went went to a very dark place with this movie david
1: you're Mm -hmm. not wrong because that i i to confess the other reason why i had to watch it one and a half times is because i i I had a very long weekend and i did fall asleep through half of it (laughs) but it wasn't the movie but it wasn't the movie's fault i will say other than it is very lulling it is you kind of have to watch it this is an early morning watch this is not a midnight watch um so speaking of dark places i want to talk about our fans who are cowards they're
0: little incels won't send us voicemails um oh, sitting there in right. the dark with their own problems they want to share it on the show um what else can i say so they should pop a blue chew and send us a voicemail that's what they should do send us a voicemail about their adventures in so, life so and their wait, Tinder let's, dates. let's
1: analyze that for a second so they're going to pop a blue and we all know that that makes you pop so they're just yeah. going to sit there and write they're going to get on tinder a pop
0: a blue chew get on tinder and have some courage <laughs> and tell us about your adventures all right. That's the full round of it. That's, uh,
1: that's an interesting uh, Valentine's. Night. Mm.
0: It's the Valentine that rewards both parties, David.
1: Alright.
0: Uh, Anyway.
2: Who's going to share first? Exactly. <laughs> I'll share.
0: Oh, are we going to do our own shares? Why not? Yeah, right. someone's yeah, got to share. Day. Here we go. This is uh, the Walters Podcast crew. We're going to tell you our sleazy or lovely stories.
2: mine that is podcast appropriate was Mm. that it was a tinder date it was the third day and i was just not really into it i could tell you know i'm just was like not into it conversation was just getting a little bit awkward and so it's like kind of i wasn't faking that i was sick i was definitely under the weather but i was starting Mm. to use it as a crutch and i was like i'm Not really feeling good. Like I get sick a lot because at the time I did, I ended up having to get my tonsils out later. But I was like, my tonsils, like I get strep a lot because my tonsils are so bad. And he was like, let me see them. And I was like, what? And he, like, straight up asked me to, like, open up my mouth to look at my tonsils. And I was like, I'm not fucking showing you my tonsils, you sicko. So I thought he was trying to him, proposition
0: you for something else.
2: I know. You would have thunk that would have at least been funny and I would have laughed about it. But he, like, actually, he was like, I'm a vet. He's like, I'm going to school to be a vet. I want to. See. He's like, let me see your tonsils. I'm like, <laughs> because, make dog it <laughs> because dog like, medicine. Dog medicine you to a humans. Doctor. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, just take me home. Like, I, and it was, that was it. That was the, the last date. Never spoke to him again. I'm like, did he just straight up ask me to see my tonsils? So, mm. yeah. That was well, a really I
0: Narrowly avoided being serial killed.
2: Yeah, apparently. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here with us. A Me too. Dave, <laughs> you're on
1: the
0: spot to tell us a lovely dating story,
1: David. Uh, let's see. I got a really short one or a medium-sized one. I guess I'll go for the short one. So I dated this. Uh, I was Time out. To is this... one
0: of them going to put us to sleep or one that's going to be very exciting in podcast? I
2: want the juicy gauze, David. The,
1: the short one, well, I don't know how dirty, but it is, you know, mm. bedroom related. Um <laughs> So I, I was dating this this uh, woman for a while, and like as I like to joke, she was a one night stand that lasted three months. Um, we just we were not compatible, the bedroom. <laughs> but um, one night she was a lot more adventurous than me, and one night she said, "Hey, uh, can you hold a knife against my throat?" No, no, thank you, no. Yeah, uh, that, that no. <laughs> You know, um, I actually told that to another friend, one like, pissed off. Like, Whoa, what's, what's the big deal? I'm like, are you for real? We, we don't see the big deal in that at all.
0: He didn't ask her, like, can I just choke you and call it a day? Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: I don't know how someone could perform under those circumstances. Like, how does that work? She even, well, oh, that's she kind thought of a reticular, Dave drops
0: the knife, he might hurt himself.
2: Here's the
1: funny thing is she thought she she thought she was making a compromise with me. She's like, "Well, just hold the blow the dull side to my neck." No, I don't care. <laughs> no. That's
0: where you gonna take out your phone and get like a, a consensus video. Like, do you consent to this? What are you asking me to do? Like, it's not my idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, under no I'm... threat of your own of your own volition.
2: Oh, my Man. goodness. It's Modern just,
1: dating. No, 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 no. Listen,
0: I thought that uh, muff pictures were like a myth, like an urban legend. You know how everybody no. gets the, the the D pics, David? You know what I'm saying? You get those DMs. You get the, the penis pics that slide into your Instagrams and all that stuff. I did not think that women sent vagina shots. I've seen bikini shots, whatever, bus lines. That's fine. But usually women don't send faces or whatever, bus shots. Then you rule out, is it a real person? Are they really sending me this? Is it a bot? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, Yeah, I got a vagina picture in my Instagram the other day, and I was like, oh, okay, they exist. It's real. DMs have gone to a whole new level now.
2: They do. The podcast is getting
0: around, David. You're going to get some DMs.
2: Twitter is a deep, dark hole of garbage, and it (laughs) is all (laughs) up on Twitter. But Yeah. (laughs)
1: There's got to be a funny, you know, we we have the dick pic. There's got to be like a, a funny, funny word for that, or a, a fun phrase for that. We'll have I haven't been it. able to think about it.
0: Hmm. Like the Give only thing I saw bit. was Instamuff, which okay, that's borderline. I don't. even I mean, it's there's no. I don't know.
2: I'll be thinking about it.
1: Yeah, beans.
0: Snap. I mean,
2: <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to call?
1: What do you want to call it? Uh, well, instead of IG, IV, I don't know. Roast beef,
0: photoshop, I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, no, my God.
1: <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, just no.
2: That's so it's,
0: funny. They're, they're not just they're not to really change. change colors. I don't, folks, I don't know if you're watching this as a video, if you're just listening. If you're just listening, Jordan colors actually changed.
2: That's so funny. Well, I just think like a this or that. Like you were just saying, like, yeah. is it real like or not? And it's yeah. like you do that compared to like... <laughs> Yeah, I had to process the whole thing. Like, Like, okay, it's real. This or that. Yeah, exactly. So first of all,
0: I had to process the whole thing. Okay, it's real. It wasn't just copied from like a porn site online. It was really sent to me. What are this person's intentions? What am I supposed to do with this information? I'm gonna end up on a podcast talking about it with my friends.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that brave woman. Good for her. Like you
1: know, she put herself out there. And yeah, we to do that. You know.
0: It was a. Uh, what's the scale? Is it also binge now, binge later, binge never?
1: The picture? <laughs> Love it, like it, hate it. it,
0: like, or is it, it was on a ten scale?
1: Uh, um, I don't know. That's how do you rate it? Maybe, maybe we shouldn't get into the 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 range of rating ladies' <laughs> parts. <laughs> you know, I don't know.
2: It was a it kind, warm, neighborly well, thing she, she did for you, and just well give maintained. her an A plus for that neighborly. <laughs> See, that's good. She's taking care like of herself. It looked like comfort fit. If you're listening. If you on
0: shoes, David, it looked like you could slide right in.
2: You should give her, like, a blue ray Promotion or something. She's yeah. her
0: that she can't play because she doesn't have the right device.
2: And I... Is it's too polite to say anything about hey, it? Hey, I will get one eventually. Right. Here, look, so... I'm just
1: saying that that is worth a code for a free code of whatever we're offering that week.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, hook her up with <laughs> a. Like, free like, did you give DVD. her a t shirt? Yeah. Hey, Get look! Her look. we've merch. given out downloads
1: of Pop Gun Maverick, <laughs> or you know, other things. I'm just saying that's that's worthy. That's all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me mm-hmm. give her a copy of the Reflecting Skin. <laughs> Anything but tonight's movie. Uh, where are we at? Oh, if we watched any more other rom coms or lovers quarrel type movies, and we want to tell the audience about it.
2: I watched an oldie but goodie. I watched Chicago. Mm.
0: So oh, nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Renee
0: right. Zellweger Cher. And, uh, Cher's in
2: burlesque. It, she's it's Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones. Oh, I got the wrong Zeta-
0: person. Sorry, you Renee got the wrong Zellweger
1: musical um, wrong singer.
2: Yeah, Kath- um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I don't know uh, really. Those are the two. But
1: well, there's also I mean, oh my god, I'm I'm feeling horrible because I'm forgetting Richard Gere is in it and uh, Queen Latifah.
2: Queen Latifah, she's awesome. Which one in that has movie. John C.
0: Riley as the husband of the yeah. accused?
2: That's yeah, this that movie. one. John C. Riley uh, yeah. is actually the husband.
1: Actually, did that part in a stage production a couple years ago. Oh my! Right goodness, before I the pandemic. So Way to much. drop
0: that you're just big time actor, David. You got. Spell a
1: Mr. South. All right, that's Well, it like uh, totally
2: <laughs> makes you sing some tunes and like yeah. some really great bits. My favorite scene is when the women are all telling their stories of killing their partners
1: so pop six squish cicero uh-uh the chits
2: yeah that's it that's the one
0: Dave's
2: Dave has got the whole music yeah. he knows yeah he had it come Dave what about boy. you oh yeah
0: <laughs> you guys yeah. watch it
1: together we, we can... should we should we should do that should be the next bit or you know where we all get on and join we'll in watch party Chicago. Watch, yeah, watch party Chicago yeah.
2: yeah we could learn a couple moves I would would you watch Dave
1: um, unfortunately, I didn't watch any rom-coms. I mean, I did watch a bromance, if we're going to count that. Um, but I did not watch any new romantic movies outside
2: of Reflecting Skin. This was a heavy one. Yeah, so. I,
1: what romance did you watch? Um, I rewatched um, Detroit Rock City from the nineties, the light, late nineties. Uh, well, where... that's
0: good because all the kids they're going. It's like basically like you know, they're at that coming of. It's a coming of age movie
1: yeah well, I mean it, yeah it's all trying to hook know, up
0: in the big city on the way to their favorite concert and all that crap.
1: The basic story is is they had tickets to go to the kiss concert uh, the religious kid's mom burned them, so they're on a journey to like get kiss tickets and uh it's one of those great all in one day movies and all one night <coughs> lives are changed people relationships build, people get yeah. torn apart eh. but, yeah but um it's got a great cast too. I forgot like Natasha leone's in it um Edward Furlong before he really bottomed out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And of course, kiss. What about you, John? Did you watch any bad romances or rom-coms? Yeah.
0: before the show, I was telling, uh, I was asking Jordan if she's seen five year engagement.
1: Cause like, movie. that's a
0: rewatch for me every year. So that's, uh, Jason Siegel, Emily Blunt. It's got, uh, who plays star Lord in gardens, the galaxy. What's that dude's name?
1: Oh, um, Chris, Pratt. Chris
0: Pratt. Yeah. It's got Chris Pratt,
1: um chubby Chris Pratt before he lost all the who's
0: family. the main girl in Glow who's married to the the Franco oh, brother, Dave Franco. Allison Bree. Yeah, Allison Bree's in it too. So Allison Bree and Chris Pratt play like the supporting characters. So basically the running joke of the movie is that for a myriad of circumstances like jobs having to move, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, Jason Siegel and Emily Blunt can't seem to get their wedding off the ground, right? Hence five-year engagement, right? Hence the title. But, or uh, otherwise not, not
1: a big deal <laughs>
0: well that's just what i, I mean, thought like, when it came out well they have like relationship problems and then they they each are with different partners and then they get back together it's, it gets a little complicated but there's a lot of good funny jokes and like so at one point he has a career then he doesn't then he has like a nervous breakdown and then he's like hunting and making his own mead and wearing like homegrown sweaters because it's basically <laughs> like uh it's him so and his funny. friends in the midwest it's, get ostracized they're like husbands that have no purpose and and there's like a running joke in the middle of the movie but uh it's good i mean i don't, I don't know what else to say it's just it's just it's a rom-com that does things a little uh, d- just different enough to be entertaining right
1: i you might even i might have to re-watch that because i i really liked it when i saw it and like i what you were just describing is the one thing I, I remember through that movie is like, he becomes like almost crow magnet. Like he just kind of gives up on life and he's grows this long beard. He just like, Oh, whatever. Man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but that's, that's from the guy who does like, he's a secretly great director that doesn't kind of get talked about a lot. Cause like, you know, you mentioned that one. He also just directed that movie bros. I talked about, I know mm-hmm. you love get Him to the Greek. He did that. So yeah, I think it's Nicholas, really Nicholas Stoller. He's like, kind of like a secret, great director that just kind of plows along does good stuff
0: uh next week we're gonna be done with all these feelings um we're gonna watch a movie called the last detail which is about a couple of navy sailors that escort another sailor to prison that's what a detail is i guess like a specialized assignment with a small group of military personnel Hmm. but when they get closer to completing their assignment they actually start to befriend the person there they don't want to bring him in you know and then it's kind of like a hidden gem among jack nicholson movies it won some awards like Baftas. it was nominated for the academy awards over here as well al ashby's a good director he directed the movie He's a
1: great director yeah.
0: like i could sit here maybe for an hour talking about it so we'll have to save it all up you know for next week if you come back folks we're talking about a different movie huh. and uh <sighs> don't give me Oof. any comments about the reflecting skin <laughs> just let it go <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do like that we all three had different ratings, so we yeah, haven't had one of those in a while.
1: A wide
0: range of opinions. I'm trying to think of the last
1: time we all settled on a different score for the movie. Same, same.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Like I wasn't championing. The, I'm just like, nah, forget it. <laughs> like,
1: I mean, it, it is a challenging movie. Like I can't. It's one of those movies that I can't argue if somebody says they didn't like it. I'm like, all right, I get that.
2: <laughs> there is absolutely a traumatic moment for everybody in this film. So.
0: Oh, good. We're all included in our trauma and our pain. No, there's (laughs) a lot of
2: different traumas. There's misery for everybody. Yes, there is misery. It's kind of on theme, though, actually. Yeah.
0: Speaking of roast beef, I really love Arby's, and I know there's a dude who works at Arby's in the marketing department who reads our emails. You you get our newsletter, dude. You listen to our podcast? You know, is there a better marriage between a binge-watching podcast and a late-night snack than a freaking trip to Arby's,
2: David? No, there's not. I had my first Arby's sandwich, like, six months ago. A beef and cheddar. It was delicious. Nice. Uh Yeah. Did you go horsey
0: Arby's and cheddar sauce all in one?
2: No, I didn't know that was the thing.
0: Yeah, get all the three sauces. Hmm. If
1: you're wondering why I'm making all this noise, I just remembered you wanted me to open this gift on the show. Yeah,
0: I did. I sent Dave a package too. I mean, like
1: So this is like really live here. This is for people who want to stick around for the extra minute, I guess.
2: Stay tuned for the bench watchers <laughs> oh, ASMR. I saw another podcast
0: stole our gimmick after the after a song to come back and do a comedy bit. There you go. So I guess we we're really a- we're really touching lives now. <laughs>
1: What do so, you got there, David? I'm, I'm guessing John got this because, as we all know, I love anime. Dave loves anime. Show us, Dave. But all joking aside, this is pretty dope, actually. <laughs> it is
2: like, What's on it? Hold it
1: up. We
0: can't see it. <laughs> Hello Kitty it cup of the noodles
2: noodles Ooh. So he's got a Hello
0: Kitty ramen bowl with the sticks and, and everything. Oh, uh, it has a this spot for freaking hold sweet. For cup And it's got
1: Hello Kitty on the side. That's, uh, I don't. I don't particularly like Hello Kitty, but I don't hate it either, but that's pretty cool, actually.
2: That was a really cool episode of The Toys That Made Us, because the whole idea of Hello Kitty came from a coin purse that goes for, like, a million dollars, and it's, like, this big now.
0: Really? Yeah.